Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Do it a little faster. Uh, you still got it. <laughs> it's your girl Shanti. And it's Antoinette. And we are Around, Around the Way Curls. Join us as we share our unique life experiences, aka tell all our business, and explore both the profound and the profane. Because duality, duality is, is a thing. thing. Hey, girl. Hey, welcome to another episode of Around the Way Curls. Happy Monday to everyone. Hi. Hi. How are you? I'm fine. I'm watching Insecure again, and I really enjoy that show. This is, I enjoy it more and appreciate what they did, what they attempted to do 10 times more than I did the first time. And it's like... It feels like a familiar, I, I actually mentioned this to somebody, to, to Renee, and she was like, yeah, it's familiar. And that was the perfect way of, of describing. You know how you have, you, you say Game of Thrones is a show that you put on and it just goes on in the background. For me. Yeah, that in the office. I can do that for um, Insecure. And I, I think they did, what they did well, they did it extremely well. It's still really refreshing to me. I still, even some parts that are like cringy or don't make sense. I was like, I see what you tried to do. Shout out to you. Shout out to Issa Ray, the God. Apparently she has a, a new alcohol out. I don't understand these black elites and their pathway to alcohol. Why not? I don't know. I just, I never think like that. I guess it's a, a strong market, a great market. Who it's, it's of course. Jay-Z, Sean Diddy Combs, and who else? I mean, and uh, Kevin Hart has a tequila thing, The Rock. I just, I don't get it because I am never checking for folks alcohol in that way. Like that's not my range of like, let me try some new alcohol. I'm just like, yeah, give me a gin. And you realize that Casamigos, you know, Casamigos, right? Like the new it girl, the new tequila. It mm-hmm. It's like the new it girl. Like Who's it? who is that? George Clooney. This ain't new. 
I didn't know. They better, these black folks better get in there and get a piece of that pie. I didn't know. Go shout out to them. But apparently she has a new wine. Mm. She has a new alcohol out. Shout out to Issa Rae. Shout out to Insecure. Shout out to all of the listeners and supporters of the Sable Collective who have been sharing and showing love and root me on for the uh, newly released Bet on Black series that you can watch on Revolt TV or YouTube. So it comes out on Revolt TV every Monday at 9.30. But if you don't have access to that, you can watch it. And it's actually a longer clip with more content on Tuesday at 5.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on um, on YouTube. And my um, my initial episode was very small very short but i'm excited to see how they chopped this up and uh how they edit it all so shout out to the battle black team that made that happen um and to all the contestants and i, I by this point everybody should know everybody so good good stuff thanks thanks for the support thus far i don't know where i will be at this is going to come out next monday Mm-hmm. Yeah, so this will be my pitch. This is the big, this is my pitch. This is the big pitch episode. So if you guys actually want to see the most content, this would be all that buildup, all those tears, all of that. This is the precipice, synthesis, the arc of this. This is the orgasm. This is the moment. This oh. is the shot. This is my Eminem shot right here that you will see on um tonight uh if you have revolt 5 30 p.m eastern standard tomorrow tuesday if you're just streaming it on the youtubes <sighs> i can't wait to talk about that <sighs> trying to figure out what I'm to talk about to, i'm being quiet because i'm like is she gonna talk about it or no not yet you want i can't talk about it till it airs it's not officially oh, aired not yet okay okay you know um my updates i went to philly we had a slumber party. Shanti did not slumber. She left. But Amanda Jasmine and myself slumbered. And it was nice. It was so nice. And I was so happy to be there. And I was childish. And everybody was like, oh, did you get matching pajamas? I was like, no. We raggedy. We don't do stuff like that. But it was just nice. Jasmine could cook. Jasmine I'll say cook. It. I was shocked. I was like, you really, you, she said, I'm the best cook in this group right now. And I'm just, I'm so shocked by that. It doesn't make any, I don't know When she made that macaroni started. and cheese for my celebration, that's what I that was, was like. That was busting. Oh, okay. Wow. All right. Yeah. It was the mac she and cheese She made some really good food and she decorated because she's, she turned it into her mom, if you notice. Do you notice that? Mm-mm. The stuff that she's doing is very Miss Pam and I, I love to see it. She's like the host. She's like the person that that's bringing folks together that people are gravitating around. And I'm just watching her kind of like act like she's annoyed with having to do stuff. Oh, God. And going all but then it. Yeah. go getting so involved yeah. in it and yeah. invested in uh-huh. it. And and before we left, we were sitting down talking about your birthday. And she was like going on the internet looking at dresses. She said, like, I want her to wear this. And it was just so her mom. And um, 
I don't know. There was something really comforting about seeing her like that. Um, but it was funny because she tried to act annoyed. Well, Amanda tried to act annoyed because she has multiple rooms in her home. And she kept talking about the guest rooms. And I was like, that's not a slumber party. Like, I want to sleep in the bed and your bed is big enough. And so she was annoyed. But I got right in that bed with her. And she was like, ah! And Amanda was talking all this shit about how childish I was. And she came in there like Linus with her little blanket <laughs> trailing. Not Linus. She was, just, she was this little short thing coming in like, hey. <laughs> it got to bed. And I sat there and thought, look at us. Three 36-year-old women who met when they were 14 in the bed watching some really stupid movie. But just in the bed. The same stupid movie? Did no, y'all finish we, that movie? No, she turned it off because no. What did we watch after that? I can't remember, but she refused to put on what I wanted to watch. But it was it was just sweet, I said. I and I thought to myself, I don't know how many grown adult people have this. Like, I think about my parents and, like, they don't have that. My mom didn't have that. And so I'm so lucky. And I actually talked to my mom about it. And my mom started crying. And she was like, that's, that's just so good. You don't know. You don't understand. And it made me it made me really cherish it. So shout out to friendship. Shout out to life partners that come in all forms. Um, on the way there, though, I was annoyed. I got into my first little tiff with my godmother, who was only trying to offer me advice. But I was wildly defensive. Surprise, surprise. Um, over Palestine and Israel and my comments on it and her fear of backlash and I was like well that's the that's my whole problem is that people can't speak freely about things because they fear that you you know it's it's getting convoluted with anti-semitism and she wouldn't let up and when my aunt feel like she knows something (laughs) she knows it and that's it so that was interesting and that I think that's something that's really been bothering me um the and conversation another, you had with her or just the... No, just the state. That's the fact of the matter. You know, there's been a lot of people, a lot of reports of folks, you know, either being fired or asked to step down based off of just a tweet that they might retweet that has nothing to do with anti-Semitism, but it's in support of Palestinian lives. And that is just... We don't have to get into it here, but that's... Something to take note of. So anyway, also right before we're about to record, Fran texts me. <laughs> ah, this is so funny to me. She texts Lupita is back on her stories. Did you know that? What she say? <laughs> Lupita, what happened now? <laughs> the plot thickens. What the fuck? I'm invested. And Fran's so sweet. She just says, you know, y'all had me cracking up. That's it. She not going. She Fran will shade no one. <laughs> Listen, Lupita wrote my hashtag heartbreak healing playlist. Girl, you want those on there? What? Big Sean and E40. Oh, I can't even see the rest because they the Twitter doesn't even have it. Anyway, that was one. And somebody responded and was like, Lupita, please. He wasn't even that cute, girl. <laughs> <laughs> somebody going right in our comments. I was rooting for ugly. <laughs> I saw that. It wasn't wasn't that Rachel? Yeah. She is so funny. Anyway, Lupita, somebody 
I want Lupita to have a slumber party and I want one of her girlfriends to take her phone. That's what I thought. Like Lupita is in need of a slumber party and some healing. But these hashtag heartbreak playlists, and I guess it just shows how, listen, I'm thinking about the last time I had a heartbreak, baby, it was real clear. My whole, <laughs> my entire social media was like, you know how we start posting start memes posting and shit? shit? Start working oh, out. God. Start working out. Girl, I was getting fit. Uh-huh. Working out, posting Looking shit, praying. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you what. Seeing some Putting, do, writing poetry. Yeah. It was all inspirational. I know my worth. I know my value. Mm-hmm. Okay, girl. Shut up, girl. Yeah, anyway, <laughs> we got to light a candle for Lupita. <laughs> We really do, because I've been there, girl. I know it. It's just harder because she's Lupita. <sighs> Tricky. Somebody, like you said, somebody got to take that away from her. Or she got to have a whole phone. Uh, interview. Or she needs to monetize it. Yeah, sit down be for the silent interview. like Beyonce. No, be silent like Beyonce and they just come out with a fire-ass movie. You know? About it? I, I, or something, something healing. Look what B did. That's amazing. B said, I'm not saying nothing to y'all. I'm instead going to tell y'all exactly what happened, but still not really talk to you. Put out amazing visuals. Give you like a visual album of the year. Go on tour. Make him go on an apology tour and still not tell you who it was or what happened or anything. It's just brilliant. That's that mystery. Lupita ain't I remember doing I was it. telling you. Lupita ain't about that. She said, this is what happened. Lupita it was is disastrous a disastrous heartbreak. I was betrayed. <laughs> you're, Beyonce, you're Beyonce. You're mysterious like that, where you won't say anything. You go into your cave and you'll come out with some fire shit. I ain't come out with no I fire shit. I'm just being in my cave. <laughs> <laughs> just imploding. Yes, you it are. It ain't coming, coming back out. out. With... It's just. <laughs> well, I think I'm, I'm speaking that into existence for you, girl. Come out with something. <laughs> Uh, me, on the other hand, I think I was posting the five stages of grief. No, you Child. didn't. With the hands. You, remember, you know the, how the hands do that thing? And it's like, finally, I'm at, well, you know, when the hands open and she like, let go. That's embarrassing. I know he was like, blocked. <laughs> Ain't nobody looking at this shit. You been blocked, girl. Like, girl, shut up. <laughs> Anywho. Uh, I, I do want to, uh, my last update is I want to shout out Monty. We was poking fun at Monty last week, or I was. And I need y'all to know that without Monty, a lot of things wouldn't happen here. I can't imagine editing this podcast. What were we e- doing? Ever what again. kind of life was that? That was horrible. Like, I think I'm tired now. Wow. We used to stay up and edit all night. And now we're doing two episodes a week. If Monty ever left y'all, y'all would get one episode every other week. So big shout out to Monty. Um, if y'all looking for an editor, I actually don't know if he's looking for clients. But if y'all looking, y'all should email us and we'll forward it around. That's it. Those are my updates, Sheila. Well, we just want to take a moment here and bow our heads in appreciation for all those that have engaged with us indirectly and directly by rating, reviewing, and subscribing and sharing our podcast to their networks. It takes a village to grow a podcast. And we're grateful for all of those that have done those things. If you haven't done it, if you're a new listener, 
and you want to keep this machine going, please rate, subscribe, review, and share this podcast. If you want to monetarily support us, if you want to put a battery in our backs and some money in our pockets so that we can support ourselves (laughs) and keep creating... Because it is reciprocal. It's energetic. It is a transaction in many ways. And we would love to be in relationship with you. If you supported our Patreon, become a patron on our Patreon. It's a subscription-based video service in which you can see us in real time. I slapped some makeup on and threw a winter hat on my head it is seven degrees in philadelphia (laughs) but i knew that that i had to show my (laughs) face and i did the best that i could with what i got and you can see this internet looks respectable and good porcelain princess is shining and uh, you can see all this you can see all of our reactions as well as some extra content so shout out to the new patrons jarell joy summer india Lee, Sierra, and Roz, y'all know who you are. We're so thankful, so grateful, and um, thank you. Yeah, I will say it is better watching it. Is I listened it? to an episode and was like, hmm, that's fine. But watching it, especially I think watching you and watching my reaction to you, because you you the comedian of the show, boo-boo, and it just, just seeing... I keep telling you, you need a show. Like, I could watch you. I want to put cameras up in your house and just watch you. I have one. (laughs) See? Like this. (laughs) Like what you're doing right now. Slam some blood in my face. (laughs) You see, y'all didn't see what she just did. It's funny. Five, seven, or ten, y'all. Some join us. Paying $250 a month somehow. I don't know. Y'all. How they doing? Maybe it's Euros. It's a Euros. So it's. Them things are strong. Uh uh. Don't make me. Email Patreon. Hold up, hold up, hold up. Um, In other news, listen, this is, I just want to say this PSA because it was very concerning to me and upsetting. There's a woman, Sarah Katz. She's 21 years old and she passed away in Philadelphia after drinking their signature charged lemonade drink. Um, There being Panera Bread. No. Yes. And so I am imploring folks not to drink this shit. Um, It's unclear of the drinks. It's unclear of which of the drinks variation cats consumed. But Panera Bread's website does offer some ingredient insight. And there are 260 milligrams of caffeine. She had a heart condition. Right. Huh? She had a pre-existing heart condition. I have no idea, but all I know is that's terrifying. Even if you don't have, like, even if you have a heart condition, you can't drink a a lemonade. Like, mm. and I don't know how many people know that there's that much like caffeine in that drink. So that just made me really sad. I also read somewhere and I can't find it right now, of course, but that the drink was, I think, um, either like three or five times as strong as a monster. Those monsters. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, it is so packed with caffeine that... It um, killed somebody. Someone said that they think it should be illegal. God damn. 
what are we doing to ourselves, Lord Jesus? Yeah. So protect our tongue. Be safe out there. And that's just so sad. The cause of death was reportedly cardiac arrhythmia due to long QT syndrome. I don't know what that is. Anyway. Rest in peace. That's terrible. Bless condolences yeah. to her family. God, like, yeah. what the fuck? You, I bring my daughter to be old. 21 years of age. I go through everything for her to drink a lemonade at your... What? Establishment. Mm-hmm. Can't imagine. Panera. So, Y'all fucking Watch out for up. that. Allegedly, we don't want to get sued. Child. But also, Panera. <clears throat> All right. Um, Where are we at? What time is it? You want to take a break, Sheila? Yep. After these messages, we'll be right back. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. And we are back. So for hot shit, I just realized, honestly, I was hype boots because I love Alex Isley. And how you say this man's name? Remember we no, used to say it wrong? I don't know. Monty. Terrace. Terrace Martin. Ter- Terrace. Terrace. <laughs> Monty is not here. We calling his name out. Monty. Because he be getting Child. mad. He'd be like, actually. <laughs> he does. Monty every week, y'all. Like, actually, <laughs> you misspelled that wrong. Actually. <laughs> We love it, Monty. Oh, Monty I love somebody that's more type A than internet. I'm like, woo! No, you know how bad it makes me. He Do you he's like, actually, you misspelled. Actually, her name is. I'm like, wait. I'm like, mm. I think you were thinking of this. I'm like, yo. And then I'd be recited like, no, actually, this is why I said that. <laughs> I still don't, I messed up a clip last week and I still don't understand what he meant. You saw it, his note and um, highlighted yellow. I read that like five times and could not decipher what I did wrong. So I, something. There's no clips. He something. something. <laughs> he definitely did. He was like, and you need to fix it because you're wasting my time. That's basically <laughs> what it said in the nicest, most professional way. He said, it's not the best use of my time. I said, I heard you, King, but help me, Monty. I still don't know. But anyway. Alex Isley came out with a record, and I love Alex Isley so much. But I was just so hyped to talk about it that I actually didn't finish listening to the record. I actually only heard a half of the first song. Oh, but it was real good when I heard. I was I was driving, and my mother called me, and I answered, and I never went back. What did they sample? They sampled like a classic song, Paradise. Oh gosh. My girl. Sade. Um, but they got a full record, and I just love her. I honestly haven't completely finished Cleo's Heaven. What? I have, like, two songs left on that. Because you know what it is? I repeat the song. I don't listen straight down. Mm, when I listen to a record, I listen to the... If I like it, I'm going back mm. and, re- and repeating it and hearing it again. Anyway. Everybody check it out. I know it's good, though. <laughs> That's a great combo. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Shout out to Nas, Steve Stout, Ben Horowitz, and Felicia Horowitz. They've come together to celebrate hip hop legends 
by creating the Hip Hop Grand Masters Award in which they offer $500,000 plus healthcare to hip hop oh. early contributors. Contri- mm, contributors. Contributors. Mm. Contributors. They should have been, those, they should be taken care of. It makes no sense. Who didn't get what they these, deserve. How these folks are not being taken care of. It's just wild. Well, the folks are looking out. This year, they will be celebrating the contributions of Rakim and Scarface. This will be an annual event. I love that. I'm thinking about dating myself again. Uh, I had mm. some trouble. Kind of stopped doing it. Hated it. <laughs> but I think I'm going to do it again. Alvin Ailey has a new, um, they have a new, what would you call this? A new show coming out. Are You In Your Feelings by Kyle Abraham with choreographers Amy Hall Garner and Elizabeth Roxas Dobish. Don't know who they are, but I think it's going to be great. They have a little sponsored commercial on um instagram and i was enraptured mm. i was like this is gonna be beautiful i love dance it's my favorite art form we i went to we went to kappa and so my um my art was drawing painting sculpture was like visual arts but we would often have to go downstairs to the dancers and we would draw them in action and i would weep i would cry watching them dance and I love that feeling of being they overwhelmed good. with emotion. Sorry. It it touched me. My I'm not playing. knowing nothing as I was I'm like, playing. this was incredible. Um, but they have a show and I think I might take myself around my birthday. It's in New York. Um, but the Ailey dancers express a technicolor of emotion at New York City Center. Are you in your feelings? I should take Jolie. I tried to take her when she was like four. She completely dis. I was. She was not having it. Bored. Hated it. Really? Yeah. But I think if I would take her as a old as a thirteen year old, it have a different effect. So maybe I'll um take her. But I um that's my hot shit. If anybody goes before December, let me know if it's worth the time. But I'm I'm thinking of we're doing it. <clears throat> Okay, well, um, politics is usually well. Well, no good news here. I'm so sorry. Um, in here, this here country, we're gonna stay, uh, we're gonna stay stateside right now. Uh, 18 people, I believe it's up to, were killed in Maine. Mm-mm-mm. The gunman is still at large, he opened up. Firing at a random bowling bowling alley Mm-mm-mm. and restaurant. No, he has a automatic weapon that has one of those like laser, like one of those eye things where you can really like see what's going on. And they cannot find this guy. He's still out. The entire community is terrified. Mm-mm-mm. They have like a shelter in place in effect. I just can't even imagine. I really can't. Maine is a sparsely populated, like, it's so easy to lose someone. Like, you have your little country places, and then it's that's like. What, that's what they were saying. It's that's just the police was- so easy to not be found there. God yeah. damn. And, and 50 people were injured as well. Oh, my God. I'm yeah. so, so sorry. Robert Card is the person of interest. He apparently has a lot of um, history with mental illness. He was just. um 
institutionalized, but prayers up. I hope they find him and I hope that community can heal. There's nothing more that we can say about gun violence that we haven't said already. It's the same old story. So I don't know, get on the phone with your, with your representatives, but Shanti has ruined that for me because now I just feel like nothing matters. So not me ruining that. I didn't do this. You've ruined this, it. What you've you see and ruined, ruined it. You've this. ruined so much. My <laughs> I entire did, I did not. identity, my way of being, my thoughts, how activated I am. I need to. I need to blame someone, and I'm just choosing you. Damn. I'm sorry. It's displaced, disappointment, and anger. It's really you just need myself. to be around some people that are far more active and activated than I am, or maybe. Like just not me. But nobody's hopeful right now. Oh, so God. I'm just like, what am I doing? <laughs> Why was I all gung-ho? And Joseph Robinette, maybe I'll play. Joseph? No, I'm not going to play what Joseph, he just said. Joseph, the way he tried gaslight and play in our face. He's, he is Are you awful. kidding me? He is awful. We'll get into it because I saw what you added to politics. But he is on my motherfucking shit list. Not Joseph. And it's terrifying. It really is. I see Sean King and I know folks tried to jam Sean King up this week. And I'm like, y'all, y'all got chill. Sean's doing, y'all trying to, Sean's doing the work. Okay. He's doing the work. I know that there's all this stuff floating around about him, but y'all got to chill and let that, you're not doing what he's doing. They said that white man has to stop it. Is he white? Who cares but at is this he, point? He, can't, he, he doesn't white. think so. He wasn't told he was white. He don't look white in the face. I don't think. I don't think his features look white. But I have no idea. And I don't care at this point. Yeah. He's doing something. Yeah. And it's hard work and it's gut-wrenching work. Yeah. Especially so, when niggas tell him to be quiet. People do not fuck with Sean, yo. At all. They come for him so heavy. I have and no- I, I don't know. They say they claim that he didn't give money to who it was supposed to go to, but I know people who've worked with him personally, and they was like, I raised money with him personally. The money got exactly where it was supposed to go. I've never had any issues with him. Um, Even when he wanted to repost something that I filmed at one of the marches, went about it the right way, didn't just take it. Like, are you, I'm so sorry, did you just (laughs) shave your face? Did you? A little bit. <laughs> this is what I'm talking about with Patreon. <clears throat> and I heard it come through the mic, which is why I heard the stubble. <laughs> why would you do that? Because I felt it. Okay. Anyway, he just went about it the right way, asked my permission, asked me, you know, who should be tagged in it, then reached out to them. I, I just haven't had any issues with him. So, but anyway. I don't even know how we got on Sean King. Oh, my dismay. Cause, oh, but he was writing that he will never in his life vote for Joseph Robinette. And there were so many people in the comments like, and neither will I. So many, I mean, thousands based off of his handling of this. So I think that that vote that he thinks he just has, that young, black or that young, it doesn't even have to be black, because I don't even think it's just black folks who follow Sean King, honestly. It's just that young 
person who's liberal, a bit educated, but liberal. Yeah. They are fucking Young fed liberal up. folks. Mm-mm. They're not going for this. And that just feels terrifying to me because there's no other nominee on the Democratic side. The GOP is complete hell and carnage. And this might be the end of an empire. And it, it it's Trump. It's a We're death. still you dealing with crazy Trump. over there, girl. This might be it, guys. I'm bracing myself. I really am. Why the fuck you think I want to learn these survival skills? Let's Why you think I want to go out in the woods? Bro. And I need to probably register for a gun. Anyway. Whoa! The GOP <laughs> a finds a speaker. Anybody that has followed us for a minute <laughs> knows. And so just drop some bombs. This is the this is a changing dynamic in this podcast in this moment, October 26th. Shanti. I never hit record on Patreon. <laughs> and we just talked about Patreon. Because no! I just went to hit the clip button. No. I'm going to do it now. Everybody makes mistakes. We're doing the best we it's can. We'll it's the first time you've ever made a mistake. First time that's ever happened with Patreon. We can't access your video. Wow. So. All right, patrons. Apologies. Keep this in, Monty. We are recording now. I forgot to hit record. You didn't miss much. Shanti, just can you... um. Shave your face no. one more time so they don't miss that. <laughs> she shaved her face and I didn't get it on video, y'all. And it was in the middle of me speaking. I'm so, so sorry. Um, anyway, the GOP finds a speaker. The GOP remembers the Republican Party. Why they use all of this other language? I don't fucking, it's just so we can get confused. But the GOP is the Republican Party. They find a speaker of the House. As you remember, Kevin McCarthy was ousted and they could not land on anyone. They floated around Jim Jordan. They floated around in a bunch of names. No one could get the vote. They even voted on Jim Jordan. I believe he lost three times, maybe four. But now they have one. The Republican Party has landed on, drum roll please, Mike Johnson. Who the fuck is Mike Johnson? Well, we're going to get into that. Mike Mike Johnson is apparently the consensus candidate between the very far extreme left of the Republican Party and the more central Republicans. Mm. He's not, though. So buckle up. Mike Johnson has secured the speaker's gavel and he did not lose near not even one GOP vote. I have some thoughts on why that is, but I'll say that later. Um, Johnson is a Trump ally. He supported the attempt to overturn the 2020 election uh, with Donald Trump. He sent an email from his personal account in 2020 to every House Republican soliciting signatures to support a Texas lawsuit seeking to invalidate electoral college votes from multiple states. The New York Times has called Johnson, this is in quotes, the most important architect of the electoral college objections. (sighs) His argument to his colleagues was that certain states' changes to their voting procedures during the COVID-19 pandemic Mm. were unconstitutional and argued that became more palatable to lawmakers than the fabricated claims of mass fraud. Mm. Ciao. Johnson's voting record has earned him a lifetime rating of 92% from the American Conservative Union. 
and a 90 or 90% from the heritage action. Both of those places are very, very far right organizations. Um, Johnson's voting. Oh, excuse me. In Biden's first two years, Johnson has voted against a slew of bipartisan bills, bipartisan meaning both Democrats and Republicans supported the bill. Um, including one to establish a January 6th independent commission. That's the folks that, you know, they uh, investigated what happened on January 6th. The infrastructure law reauthorization of the Violence Against Women Act. He voted against that to reauthorize that. (laughs) And the Modest Gun Law and the Chips and Science Act for children. He also just recently voted against the stopgap that, ha- that they voted on um, in October to av- to avoid a government shutdown. So he was in favor of the government shutting down. And f- this is supposed to be the person that is supposed to bridge the gap and mm. pass legislature between the Republicans and the Democrats. And he was so adamant to not govern that he voted to shut the fucking shit down. I shouldn't say to not govern, but that's really how I see it. Like you won't work across the aisle. You want your way. You didn't get your way. You will not negotiate or compromise. So you're like, let it all just let them not get paid. I don't care. What? He's opposed to reproductive rights. He has a spotless history of voting against legal abortion, earning an A plus rating from Susan B. Anthony pro-life America. He voted against bipartisan legislation to codify same-sex marriage. Um, He's authored legislation to stop the Sexualization of Children Act in 2022, which prohibits the use of federal funds to develop, implement, facilitate, or fund any sexually oriented program, event, or literature for children under the age of 10. Mm. Critics have dubbed it a federal version of the Don't Say Gay Bill. Mm. And he's pretty inexperienced. He has only been uh, in the House less than seven years, which is very short in comparison to Kevin McCarthy, who Kevin McCarthy, I don't like him, but he also raised the most money. Um, And he was in the House for 16 years before he was elected speaker. Nancy Pelosi had 20 years under her belt. Paul Ryan had 16. John Boner had 20. So We don't know who the fuck this guy is, but they picked him because they couldn't pass anyone else Mm -hmm. because those Trump Republicans weren't having it. And and I I truly believe that um, they voted because they just got tired of the squabbling, the dysfunction. And they just were like, we got to get back to work before this bites us in the ass during the election. So this guy is just as bad as Jim Jordan. Mm. And. It's, it was interesting. He comes off as very docile, very agreeable, very likable. He's a young guy, he's sprightly. Young. That's what I was going to ask. He's 51. He's young. He's sprightly. Oh and he, I, I listened to his um, speech and he was just like very, he seemed very agreeable. Oh, yeah. He, he looks it. Look at him. Mm-hmm. But no, his voting record and his, his way is not. And, and I think it's interesting as well. He made a point to say, Thank you to his mother who who had him at 17, which I think is in his very um, in his conservative Christian upbringing for basically um, helping 
to inform her decision not to abort him, basically. Mm. Here we are. Do you have any thoughts on this? No. No. Oh, no. I hate just reporting the news, but that's an important one. Yeah. We'll have thoughts on this. Ebony alert. Shout out to Shaniqua, who has been helping us with some ideations for our outline. She put this on here, and I talked about it on See The Thing Is. Um, But she had an interesting addition that I thought would be fruitful conversation between the two of us. Have you heard of the Ebony alert? I have. Yes. Just recently. Okay. What were your initial thoughts on it? Um, just quickly. Cynical cynicism. Okay. Feelings. Okay. Okay. All right. So so a lot of people did. That was mine. I was cynical about it as well. And so was Mandy. Um, and then Mandy did some research and she, and I were, we had changed a little bit, but Senator, Senator Stephen Bradford, he brought this um, to Gavin Newsom. Gavin Newsom has signed this into law. California will be the first state to create an alert notification system to help find missing black people, not just black children. And there are some reports saying it's just black children and women. That's also not true as black folks ages 12 to 25. Um, the press statement explains the reasoning for the bill and it's like going into details about the statistics of black children um, being missing um, at 36 percent which they're 36 percent out of 560,000 missing reports Uh, the importance of black children and women being represented properly in order to receive the attention um, as compared to let's say an amber alert Uh, also you know, they express that the high, there's a high risk for black women uh, when it comes to human trafficking and that for human trafficking, 40% of the victims are black. Mm. 40%. That's what they said. And so the other thing is that oftentimes black children are labeled as runaways Mm. almost immediately Mm. instead of being labeled as abducted. Mm. So the stakes are less high. Um, and finding them and less resources are allocated to using them. And, you know, I, I, you heard all those statistics and I want you to make sure that the listener that is and and you Shanti, that we remember that black folks make up only 13 to 14% of this entire population, but they make up 40% of the nation's missing people. And they, women make up 40% of the, of the nation's, like people that are being black women, human traffic. Yes. Black women. Fuck. So there's a real issue. I, I it was in Ohio when all those children were missing like a hundred yes, and no one said anything. We talked about that. There was and we neither. Yeah, and we didn't even say anything, no. you know, like it doesn't get the coverage that it absolutely deserves and requires. And I want to know your thoughts. Um, Do you think it's helpful? Do you think it's necessary? You no, know, I kind of go back to, uh, what's her name? Carly Russell. I think when there is this um, awareness around somebody, a black person, a black woman being missing or there's mm-hmm. harm, I think a lot of people rally. Like when just on social media, I'll always share. I'll always take mm-hmm. note of it. I don't know that it's within the black community that, we aren't doing our due diligence to find and and raise awareness around missing folks. 
Um, I don't, I'd have to imagine that Amber, Amber alerts are effective or else they wouldn't be doing this, but I don't know the statistics of it. I just wonder mm -hmm. if it is going to have an adverse effect on people that are, um, you know, the, the anti quote unquote woke people that damn there are, you know, now black people have their own alerts or this idea that they, rather than are in dire need of it and need more attention, it does the reverse and people become resentful of that and, you know, make up the narrative that um, they're getting more attention than other people mm -hmm. or why they're the ones being highlighted. So, you know, I it's just so interesting that, if, again, white supremacy, racism, if you don't rip that shit out the root, all these other things are just like trying to put. That's what I was saying. Band-Aids on the a thing gunshot. Is. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's, I was saying like, you know, I'd be curious to know, you know, if, yes. Oh, fine. We there's, and, and, and to be clear, there are other alerts outside of the Amber alert. There's, um, you know, the endangered missing persons alert. There's a blue alert, a silver alert for older folks. But for some reason, we don't get these alerts on our phone, but they are, they do exist, right? A couple of things here. I was wondering and to myself, like, well, I don't know. It just ha if, if by having an alert, if that will make them put any resources behind right. finding these children and not classifying them as runaways or finding these women. Fi you never hear about missing black men. Actually, we did hear about a fucking missing black man. We heard about a missing black man in Mississippi recently who's been missing, I believe, for seven months. Let me look that up real quick. Did you hear this story? No, but maybe. I'll oh, let me be irrational. It's not irrational, black man, because I want to say his name. <sighs> this is just It was a mother horrific. and they found out that they buried him, they, that he was killed and then buried. Yes. Something like that. Yeah. I just saw that yesterday. Yes, a mother. Hold on. Mississippi mother and they hit him reported and her and never son. Told her. Yep. Hit her son, Dexter Wade, 37 years old in March. They hit him and they buried him. When you say they, and covered who, it up. Who did it? The police. They hit, the police hit him by accident and buried him. And buried him and never told like yep. are you That's the thing. And you think that like I don't know, it just feels like child, it's a deeper problem. It's a deeper vacuum. It's a deeper darkness, child. Mhm. Mm That's of the devil. So Anyway, I bring that up to to question the resources. Bridget brought up a really good point in saying that she, with this alert, you know, there needs to be some data. There needs to be some, I want to see how much money went into, how many yeah. man hours, you know, like there needs to be data associated with the alert. So I'm hoping that that's the case. Shaniqua brought up a really interesting point where people initially had a problem with it. It didn't sit right with them because of the use of the word ebony. And yeah. Ebony is something that you don't hear that often outside of Ebony magazine. You, it's either that, like you exalt someone with it, or it's like a, you know, porn search kind of like, oh, they, these Ebony's, like it's oh, this thing. Interesting. So a lot of people were like, why is that the name? Like, why, why are we Ebony's? When did we ever Such start referring to ourselves Such as a Ebony? Such beautiful word. 
It is, but people, and I think that they did that for the alliteration. I mean, the, the senator that brought it to Gavin Newsom's desk is a, is a black man, but that don't mean a whole, so is Clarence Thomas. I'm just cynical, sorry, these days. But I thought that was an interesting take. I really did. I didn't even think of that. Didn't even think of that. And I was wondering, like, is that what I felt when I first heard it? Like, oh, here we go. This is so cheesy. Or this is like, oh, yeah, an alert. That's what we need. Like, stop killing us. Stop stealing us. I don't know. Something to ponder. Like, when do do you ever use Ebony? If it's not somebody's name outside of porn? (laughs) I'm Uh, serious because you don't type in black. On a porn in a, on a porn site, you just don't. I do. Trust me, you do. What yeah, comes? Does it? But that's because I don't understand porn vernacular <laughs> and <job>. like culture. <laughs> so as, I'm like women who are enjoying like, what are you vaginal sex. Women who love their partners. <laughs> Did I post the meme yet that said missionary? Because I want to finish the argument. Yeah, I saw that before, <laughs> but that's <laughs> funny. <laughs> anyway. Um, so that's you very interesting. No, I don't look in Ebony. No, it's it. That's why. I mean, if I, I look on the categories, like on my own search. Yeah. But if well, I go on the category on the side, John, and then I'll see it'll say Ebony, and then I'll be like, oh, cool, that must be black. But I'm not searching Ebony. I just wow. like you said, I'm searching. <laughs> what does that say about me? <laughs> I know that black isn't gonna. Well, I know black, black does come usually. up. It just comes up as a black as Ebony, or I don't know. Comes oh, up as so Hakeem and Chanel DIY. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> what the fuck is DIY? I don't That's know. how I know. You're not about, you're not in the I'm life. I'm not in it. I'm getting out of the life. Are you? I'm not in it. I don't subscribe to anything. I don't buy anything. But um, why are we talking about this? We digress. We did. Well, that's the <laughs> alert. Uh, How do we go for that? That's sick. Something ain't right with us. And that was that's a psychological. <laughs> example that's of I'm the saying. ways in which we that's are why people didn't that like was the a name. dr crest welsing fucking isis papers deep mm. dive she would have tore us a new one she would have explained all of that see what you got to understand is the over sexualization yes that's what i was trying to tell you when you were like what if taylor swift just wants to date Black men, because they're strong and better. And I was like, nah, nah, nah. No, Chris, Dr. Chris Wilson was like, that is true. But the men, the white men with the small penises and the recessive genes want to kill them. <laughs> I said, fuck it up, doctor. That makes perfect sense to me, child. <laughs> Wait, that is... Anyway. That is the baseline of her theory, that the white race... I understand that that's her Let theory. Me, but I, I know you don't think it's true. What? Girl. <laughs> Wait, what? Your... <laughs> I said, I know you don't think it's true. Th- that's not the true, and that's not a possible reason why white people are terrorizing and have well, destroyed date... and dominated the world. I'm not going to do this. You dated a white person that was not your experience. Let's move on. <laughs> shout we out might... to our white kings. Also, shout out to white excellence. I wonder where else anyone has ever heard the term white excellence, but I see it being used. And I see you. We need to start trademarking our shit. Yes, and that's unwell. She's <laughs> no, I'm not <laughs> moving right along. <laughs> Shout out to you. You know who you are. <laughs> Nigga ain't listening to this. <laughs> <laughs> Never will. <laughs> Never. All right. 
So the U.S. will not advise or demand a ceasefire in Gaza. I hate it here. Robinette is still holding firm that Israel has a right to defend itself. Israel, the Israeli army did finally start their ground pursuit, boots on the ground. And this is just all awful. There's, there's so much, there's a, um, there's just so much. I can't get into it and I won't, but maybe a way for some folks to feel a little more activated is, uh, by what Shanti was talking about last week. And that's by boycotting. Very interesting that I'm seeing some companies like Starbucks, Starbucks sued its union, Starbucks workers United earlier this month after the labor organization posted and since deleted a message on X formerly known as Twitter expressing solidarity with Palestinians. They're suing them over this. The message from the union triggered calls to boycott Starbucks when some appeared to mistake the union's position for the company. Mm-hmm. So Starbucks is suing the union because they tweeted about support for Palestine. Then people who were irrationally angry about supporting civilians being slaughtered now then called for a boycott of Starbucks and their, uh, what is that? Their stocks are going down. Now I saw something on socials medias where a woman was saying, look, everybody, this is us. This is our work. And she was a Palestinian woman being very excited about Starbucks and their stock going down. When in actuality, most likely their stock is going down because people think they're in support of the Palestinians, not because, you know, they boycott it. This is wild. This is so wild to me. And that was so disheartening. So I get they'll probably win the lawsuit, but who the fuck knows? Also McDonald's. Now McDonald's, stock is going down as well a little bit, but that is because these are folks that are in support of the Palestinians. Um, McDonald's I didn't know are that, in support of the Palestinians? No, McDonald's stock is going down because the general public is in support of the Palestinians. Mm. McDonald's is in support of the Israeli government. Um, they, they're basically, they're, they're an Israeli-based franchise, but they also were like giving out free food to members of the Israeli military and like said that they were going to continue to do that and that, you know, they stood behind them. Burger King, same thing. Um, it's facing boycotts because there's pictures of Israeli soldiers receiving free meals, yada, yada, yada. I tried to look up more companies that we could boycott if you are in favor of a ceasefire and for Palestinian civilians to live and not be massacred. And I didn't have that much success. It's very hard to find, which... I looked up because Google is a huge supporter of Israel as well. Tricky. So as much as I use Google, we got this. Couldn't find this. We go somehow. The whole podcast. The whole podcast. We're just going to be like, I can't find around the way curls anymore. 
But there is an organization, BDS. I'm still doing my research on them, but you can go to their site. It's called the BDS Movement. And their tagline's Freedom, Justice, Equality. And they basically help you get involved in whatever kind of Palestinian support um, that you want to get involved with. They also, they offer like different facts and stuff like this. Um, and they have a list of things, but it has a list of businesses to avoid, but it hasn't been updated. This is a hundred percent researched and annoyingly viable way to disrupt and bring attention to, um, Palestine and Israel and the conflict. There are tons of people that um, have share, shared this. This is, um, I'm going to give out Shanti facts and I'm not going to do that. But I, but I do believe this is connected to the, not now, but the, there was a recent, um, the bombing or the, there was a protest, a uh, peaceful protest in which many Palestinian protesters were murdered, but that was also in connection to like this boycotting, this call for boycotting. I know that was somebody, the first intifada. I know in the eighties they I, they stopped. We talked. Go ahead. It doesn't I matter. know that um, people listening know exactly the the strategy and the companies. So if you're listening, please do let us know. Um, I think that is probably one of the greatest forms of protest that is being suppressed and silenced. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. um, because that is, that's, that's it right there. That is it you right get in there. their pockets. Shit changes quick, fast and in a hurry. Um, yeah. Anywho, you have something here. Um, Keep going. A couple days ago, Obama wrote, Everybody was wondering why Obama's so silent around this. Um, and he finally shared on Medium his thoughts on uh, Israel and and Gaza. And Obama, mm, tricky, tricky little biracial king there. His words <laughs> were really eloquent. You know, he did this beautiful dance between... Um, supporting Israel and showing empathy for the Palestinians. Um, but he made it very clear, stating Israel has a right to defend its citizens against such wanton violence. And I fully support President Biden's call for the United States to support our longtime ally in going after Hamas, dismantling its military capabilities and facilitating the safe return of hundreds of hostages to their families he went on to also say it means uh, he, he keeps talking about providing. It seems like he's very much in support of wanting to see a two state solution. And he says it means acknowledging that Palestinians have also lived in disputed territories for generations, that many of them were not only displaced when Israel was formed, but continued to be forcibly displaced by a settler movement that too often has received tactic or explicit support from the Israeli government that Palestinian leaders who've been willing to make concessions for a two-state solution have too often had little to show for their efforts. So he he does this very balanced um, way of trying to hold diplomacy 
and nuance. Um, but he never explicitly, um, and we're seeing this a lot in the media about how, you know, Israel has a right to protect itself and defend itself. And we, we support this natural, um, this natural reaction to violence, but not holding that same space for Palestinians where it's just like, yeah, you know, this shit has been fucked up too. And, you know, we understand that it's been fucked up, but it's just kind of like, there's just this very subtle defense of Israel and very subtle support of their power structure and their power and acknowledging how powerless and how, normalized it is and and that's kind of the way it should be that the palestinians are powerless in this situation and it just kind of reminded me because even myself i was reading it and i was like well this well this is diplomatic this seems reasonable he really he has a heart he really cares when you know as everybody's been saying as i'm watching so many um Palestinian people that are experiencing this in Gaza like it's just really simple this is genocide at this point this makes no sense there's nothing that can make this um excusable and the power dynamics are unfair in the ways that we have been forced to defend ourselves you know have a history and um if you hold this same energy for them, why don't you hold the same energy for us? And it just made me think of 1984. We had to read this um, in high school. And I, I didn't read the whole thing, but I remember skimming through it. I remember skimming through it, but like, yo, this shit's spitting. Like when he talks about um, doublespeak and newspeak where they say shit like war is peace, peace is war. You know, um, I can't remember all of the, the sayings but it feels so it feels so real in this moment it feels and we've mm-hmm. all internalized it and you know to the point that I was like yeah like this Barack this makes sense but it actually makes no sense and this is things that are very clear like stop killing innocent people now become complex and like oh yeah this is something that we gotta like sit with um but it was it was it was really interesting My, me looking at my own rea- reactions to Obama and uh yeah we're we're just in the thick of something of some psychological warfare on all of us in a particular kind of way um I was actually like really impressed by what he wrote yeah <laughs> I was impressed by it because of this point right here it means acknowledging that Palestinians have also also lived in disputed territories for generations that many of them were not only displaced when Israel was formed, but continue this part continue to be forcibly displaced by a settler movement that too often has received tactic or explicit support from the Israeli government. That's a big deal. No one's calling out the Israeli government on this side. No one. And for that to be president Barack Obama doing that, that that's a big deal. And that shows a bit of a disconnect between him and Joe, which is probably why he started the letter out the way he did, saying that he's in full support. It's because, confusing. Don't you think that's confusing, though? Well, he has. he's saying, I support Joe, 
thinking about the election ahead and knowing that like Joe's going to need him, but also he's fitting in that the Israeli government has been, is wrong. The, the Israeli government's hands are not completely clean here. And yeah, go get those, go get the hostages. That was an awful thing to happen. And I don't think that he believes that Hamas should have any power. So I think that's why he's saying I'm in full support. But also, he, you realize he doesn't—he doesn't talk about the Palestinian civilians being killed. He's just talking about Palestinians and their their lives as they he, he mentions are, it. were. He mentions well, the, he he mentions the children men- being killed. He does. He mentions it, but it's not like a huge point. No, it's not a huge point that he's gonna stay on. But he—the fact that he even mentioned it. I was like, I feel like that makes it even more dangerous because it's confusing as fuck to you. It's It's like, I see, it's like I'm stabbing you in the back and I'm like, yo, I understand that this is just unfair and that you've been through so much and then you're just twisting it and it's just, you know, you're driving all the way up to the throat, but you're saying, looking in the eyes like this is, I know. It's Jon Snow killing It's just like, get the fuck out of here, bro. You, 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 you square me. You're, you're dangerous. He's dangerous. And it's scary mm. because all of us are like, I didn't see sense. it like that, but oh, I'll I sit did. with it. I didn't see it like that. Cause I felt like in political speak, this was probably the most he could do. But I do think that uh, there's a lot of people while we don't see it that way. I think there's a lot of people who really do believe that this is this situation right now is really complicated and they're not, they're not in favor of a ceasefire. They really feel that Israel has the the right to do this and that these poor innocent souls are being slaughtered due to Hamas not returning these. And that's why we're all going to, that's why the Babylon the is, th- is in our hearts. Yeah, but that's the first. thing. Well, I should have finished Hamas not returning the, what is it called? Hostages. The hostages. Hostages. Because as the Israeli government has said, we'll fucking stop when you give us our hostages back. We want our people back. Mm-hmm. So people are like, well, this is Hamas's fault. They're killed. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's a lot of people that see it like that. Anyway, I think Barack's trying to do what he can do. 1984 would be such a good audio book. I don't do well with audio books. Fuck you up. You can be like, wait a minute. What? But no, but I remember it. But like, I don't remember it word by word, but I remember loving it because that was in my Hotep revolutionary phase. So I was like, this is fucking perfect. And then I followed up with what was a Charles Dickens one that was about the French Revolution. That was so good. Oh, my God. That's what I bought, Miss Pam. That was the last book mm-hmm. I bought her. Oh, my God. French Revolution. We had Charles. to read that in school? A Tale of Two Cities. I loved A Tale of Two Cities. You ain't had to read A Tale of Two Ooh, Cities in Miss Bivens' class? Miss who? Miss Bivens. No, I had the other sexy curly-haired one. I had Miss Reesman, too. Ms. I had Reesman. her in the ninth grade. Miss Reesman had them legs on her. And them heels and them that... curly hair. That oh, curly and she curls. She was them short skirts. And I she was like, it up. She had prowess. She was. She was a sexy little turned-up thing. She really was. Shout, Shout out to, to Miss Reesman. She had a black man too. Sorry to tell she her business. Doesn't surprise me. I apologize. Didn't know that. And grown folks' business and sharing it mm. to the world. She's just minding yep. her business. She said, "What I gotta do with this?" <laughs> <laughs> Shut your fucking mouth. You ain't even read the book. <laughs> mm. 
Anyway, we digress. Pop culture. Oh, it's still me. Damn. Richard Roundtree passed away. And I don't think it's enough people talking about this. I do not you know, know that, that man. Sorry to that man. Yes, you do. Mm-mm. Google him. I know his influence, but I don't know nothing about him. Well, what's his, you, you mean you know him as the actor, right? I guess I Shanti, didn't read this, you, what you wrote here. So keep going. No, don't Educate read me. it. <laughs> you don't know who he is. I don't know who he is. I thought he was the director of it. No, Google him right now. Gordon Parks. What is happening? Google him. (laughs) Just Google and look at his picture. You should know who he is. Everybody Google him right now. Y'all know who he is now. Oh, all right. Who is he? Thank you. He don't look like how he looked when he was older. He looked better when he was older, child. He was fine. He was fine. He was fine. That's a fine wine now. God damn. (laughs) <laughs> baby he looked anyway, different he was yes. younger child he was, he was stop when he was younger he was a model and that's how he he was a model and an actor he mm. went back and studied theater but he was picked up as a model and then cast as the iconic shaft so yes i did not know that shaft was directed by gordon park no did i, I like, when gordon, i saw that i said what is this gibberish gordon parks the here? amazing <laughs> photographer yo that's incredible so shaft for those of the you that don't know because it's some youngins that listen now shaft played a crucial part in the development of the african-american advancement in hollywood um and he was the iconic character, and that character allowed for a Gordon Parks to direct, a black editor, a Hugh A. Robertson, and hello, hello. Isaac Hayes. Let's go. Isaac Hayes, who went on to become the first African American to win an Oscar for the music in the film. If y'all have not listened to this music, go back and fetch it. St. Kofa moment. And look up Isaac Finas Hayes. So, which we have to realize, I always looked at Shaft, if I'm being honest, because of my Hotepi upbringing. I was like, look at this coonery and buffoonery. Look at that, just stereotypes on a screen. But now that I go back and I shut up and like take the shit out my butt. Oh. You know, it's like, why why are you so so uptight? Oh, okay. I'm seeing things about myself and I don't like it. Just why are you so relax? Cool it. In the 1930s and 40s, black men were often portrayed as servile or slow, and they were caricatures. So they were basically neutered in films for decades. So then you got Sidney Poitier, and he comes along and he's this dapper leading man. You know, he was fine. But he was still, like, he was attractive, he was handsome, but he was never overtly sexual. Like, he didn't have any, like, prowess to him. Then you get into the 60s, and now this shit is all black power. And it's still not focused on, like, any kind of, like, cool, like, innate kind of cool. I mean, if you get some Black Panther stuff in there, they were cool as hell. But I'm talking about a different kind of funky Mm. cool. It's interesting, Tate. Listen. I'm talking about funky, like funky, like freaky, like sexualized, like that kind of vibe. Okay. And so then you have Shaft and you have this fine ass man in it playing Shaft who I didn't realize that Shaft also wasn't meant to be a black character. (laughs) 
he just happened to get the role. I had no idea about that. Like I was going down the shaft rabbit hole, honey. He's um, supposed to be white. Originally was written for a white character. Weird. Wild. That that doesn't even make sense. Um, but critics called this type of film black black exploitopian cinema, and it's a term that was inspired black by exploitation. Ex- Excuse me. What did I just say? <laughs> I'm sorry. If I'm being honest, I I ate an edible. It is starting to hit. Can you tell? It's starting to really hit. Everybody was like, wait, girl. You, I'm an expert on this, and it's this black splatoibian. What? God damn. Is that what I said? It's called, you were in it too. Black splatoibian. I said, this whole time I was saying it wrong. Are you kidding me? (laughs) Damn. Oh, God. I'm so sorry. Okay. Oh, that's embarrassing. Girl, you might have to continue. Can you tell that it started to hit? (laughs) Critics called it black exploitation cinema. Thank you. A term inspired by exploitation films, which was the late night cinema defined by sex and violence. I so they see just now. Put the they black put the blacks on, on it. That's uh, it. Like the ebony alert. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> can, the name of this episode is Black Splatopia. Can you write it? <laughs> <laughs> Nigga, what? In the... Can, can you write it up there, please? That's it. You can't make <laughs> this up. <laughs> okay. Hmm. All right, come on. We're back. We needed an episode like this. I've been so stressed out. I'm about to cry. All right. I don't even know how to spell that, girl. Black. <laughs> what was Lotopia. the topia? Topia. There was a topia. You made it what up. Was she a- was hyped, too. She <laughs> no, said, I'm educating no. these motherfuckers. They're going to learn today. They're going to learn about our history and a black spotopia. <laughs> Oh my God! Black <laughs> I said I. I said <laughs> normally I don't up. try to connect, correct the internet. No, you but need that could to. not be right. <laughs> mm. no. Keep it no. together. We've been talking today, boy. <laughs> mm. All right, that is so embarrassing. <laughs> But it's too funny to take out. <sighs> take one for the team, baby. What is the topia though? Did Outcasts have a, a probably like something? There's something, <sighs> or like um, Parliament Funkadelic. Anyway, all right. So that was the term, y'all. All right. I didn't know that it came from exploitation films. <laughs> it's getting tricky, tricky over here. For you Fuck as well. Me up. <clears throat> yes, that's where it came from. Mm. So the other thing about it was that like, anyway, I ain't going to keep going into this history. You're not going to embarrass me. But the budget had half a million dollars and it grossed 12 Fuck million. Fuck it up. Girl. They said these That's niggas want to see that. Wow. That's huge. And and so much of the thrill was that it came like a protagonist in these film gets, it get, they get away. Okay. You know, it's just, it just like broke the barriers. Shut up. Cause you acting, I hate you. No, I'm you. serious. I'm, I'm learning for real. I'm, I'm <laughs> no, here. you're not. Yes, and I I'm am. not going to keep I'm going. I'm not play. I'm not, um, patronizing. You are you. fine. Okay. 
Well, he went on to also appear in the miniseries Roots. What? He reprised the role. This is a king. And the fact is you don't have no idea who that man is is funny. Um, or is it? He also, he did a bunch of television series, Soul Food, Desperate Housewives, Heroes, Grey's Anatomy. He was, he was working. Out here. Yes. He was be, um, being Mary Jane. But the, I thought it was very interesting that in 1993, he was diagnosed with a rare form of male breast cancer. God damn. And he underwent chemotherapy and a double mastectomy. How do you do and that? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, you can't do that. How? Stop. <clears throat> Since the, for real, I gotta look this up. Oh God. Well, anyway, rest in peace to that man. Um, but the main part was that he did a lot of adv- advocacy. In his life, I can't. I don't know what to. I don't know how to save this. I think it's gone, Jesse. <laughs> I Why never. Why did you say that? I'm sorry. <laughs> Stop. I have real questions. All right, let's go. <clears throat> I'm ready. Keep it together. Get a drink of water. How dare you act like you ain't just make that funny? <laughs> I'm dead ass. Me. That's a serious if you're question. You're on Patreon. Then y'all know why that was funny. <laughs> But if you're not, How? you're probably thinking I'm tripping. No. I would the same way flat chested women get mis- double mastectomy. Shanti, are you being serious right now? That's wild, Joe. I'm looking at it. I'm looking. I'm looking at it right now. I'm ignorant. Okay. I apologize. I didn't know. I did not. I really did not know. You didn't know that men We're got being breast vulnerable cancer? right now. You show you. <laughs> I di- I swear I did not know that was a thing or that they could have their <laughs> their breast tissue removed. I didn't know. Yes. I didn't know. I men. Po- some, I'm not making light some of it. Men, it just, no, dead ass. <laughs> but some men went, you know, there are some men. With I'm looking. Breasts. I saw them. Laugh. Male double mastectomy. Yeah. I see that. That's wild to me. <clears throat> That's wild. Okay. Yeah. All right. Anyway, listen, he has an undeniable legacy. Okay. I hear it. And I, again, would stereotype shaft and stereotype um, black exploitation, like the Foxy Browns. And like, you know, I thought she was sexy and dope, but I would also think I'm so happy we're past that. And I still am, you know, the, these films, regardless of how folks feel, you know, there's stereotypes in them, but it also shifted an emphasis from like this white benevolent black person and like, and this like idea of black, like weakness mm. and, and this like, we shifted into this entire pathology of, of this black action hero. And I just think that's really important, but maybe that's me. Do you have any thoughts on this? <laughs> What do you have any thoughts? I think you know what I think. <clears throat> I have not watched one black exploitation film, but I love the aesthetic of it. Like I look at it and I love yeah. the way it looks. I love the way it's stylized. I love the way they're dressed. I but I have not watched. Oh, that's that. why you don't understand what I'm saying. Hmm. 
You gotta watch it. No, I, I have. I don't like feel. the acting. I don't. It's slow. I just don't. I don't like it. And I, I, but I need to sit down and get my history and and yeah. sit with why that that bothers me. It is huh? exact. That's that's what I'm getting at. Is there's a weird relationship I have with it and instead of praising it. And I think it's white gaze, honestly, not like gaze G. Well, I think it's just a story. I don't, I have to sit. I'm, I'm just completely talking out of my ass. I need to sit down and just watch it. I just need to watch it. But stylically, mm. stylistically, we're just saying words. Oh God. No, you're not <clears throat> stylistically. That makes sense. The style Aesthetically, the stylistically, uh, visually, I enjoy it very much. Okay, moving right along. Dwight Howard is in some hot water. <clears throat> and I don't really want to even talk about the hot water because it's important, but I want to talk about people's reactions to this. Dwight Howard is a former NBA player. He's not in the league right now, but he's still playing. He's not in the overseas. league? Unfortunately, no, but he could, he could be. People just won't take him, and it's a shame. It really is a shame because he, he because of his performance his or because of his um, reputation and his, an, his antics. He's just always he was just annoying, honestly, and partly his performance. I mean, he was on he was like recently with LeBron and them, but <clears throat> not right now. Anyway, he is being accused of sexual assault and a forced threesome. Um, the accuser is Stephen Harper. And anyway, Harper, basically, they there's some court documents, whatever. Revealed in the court documents is that Dwight Howard acknowledging, acknowledges hooking up with a man from Instagram who is, anyway, who the fuck cares? The big news is Dwight Howard gay. And I was watching this unfold on the socials medias and was so irritated. One, because... It was just so many straight men real worried about what that man was doing. And like the, the wrath, not wrath. Cause it's, it's not, it's not anger. Like fuck you Dwight. Like we, we often see, like we often think about, I think, um, hate towards the LGBTQIA to be this vile, violent, very direct, um approach mm-hmm. and often it's like in the jokes mm-hmm. it's in the 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 way in which people are trolling him mm-hmm. like it, it, the comments are are wild people are saying that's why he's not in the nba because mm-hmm. dudes found that out and don't want to deal with that mm-hmm. and i'm like you really think that he's the only person <laughs> Tri- that's person what i was just about to say in the NBA that's what i was just about to say but it was bothering me the, the it was it's been bothering me and I was happy that I think Tony Barker <clears throat> is that his name? I could be making that up, Tyrell. What's the man's name who does the voiceover stuff who lost his son, the comedian? Mm. You know who I'm talking about? Who lost his son? You like him. His son passed away, yeah. Tony Baker. Is that his name? Wow. They saying it right now. Oh, yes. They Tony listen. Baker. I love Tony Baker. Yep. 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 Yeah. I love him. He does the animal voices and stuff. Real beautiful yeah. cat. Mm-hmm. Love him so much. He posted something saying it's too many heterosexual men out here worried and pressed about the sexual preference of other men. It's mad weird to me. And like 
people, some people in the comments like praised him. And the other people in the comments are like, nah, this is funny. This is like, you're missing out on great opportunity, you know, for jokes and stuff. But it just, to me, it just shows how, how much more work we got to do. Like we're so behind. That's the approach. And you know what? Last thing, Cameron and Mace are just, Cameron and Mason, how, what they got to do with it? They how have they a sports involved? thing that I've actually talked about with here and said how funny it is. But they are doing, they're going in on this and everything is about pause. And they posted talking about if this is how the NBA season about to start, that we could just cancel the whole thing. And it's like, ugh. Mm, I think the most that ain't it, y'all. unfortunate thing about it <clears throat> is the involuntary outing like yeah that's so terrifying for queer folks to come out and like mm-hmm. because of this type of f- f- you know um reaction and and the hate and the and the the butt of the joke and the just the lack of control that he now has over this um this nor- narrative and this very deeply personal, intimate part of him. I think that's the part that's like, oh man, I, I hate this f- for you. Yeah. And also it's really complicated because we're also talking about like sexual assault and there's something that's light about it too. When it's an, a that man. Is the are, other huge uh, part. Yeah. Like being assaulted <clears throat> that we're the like sexual assault is not even being acknowledged. No, that feels really discussed. fucked up. Like this all feels so fucked up and tightly wound that I don't have the energy to even it's begin so, to It's do revealing. That. It's yeah. revealing on so many layers, levels, how much work we have to do. One, it reveals y'all give more fucks about a man's sexuality than sexual assault. Two, it, you you obviously don't care about care less about sexual assault assault Mm -hmm. in the male community i actually have a couple male friends who was like that don't exist with us fight back and i was like what so there's that stigma and then you have this outing involuntary outing and then you just have this the slander and the jokes and the i just don't understand why it's that big of a deal and and dwight howard apparently in the statements says that he said it says that he said to the man i'm not gay i'm just a little freaky and so there's there's still like a so people are using that to say he can't even admit it to himself like there's all this conversation this is so this terrible it's a nightmare for this man also and for all of them again i i have him i keep showing compassion for him um also it talks it's just shedding light light on how still very homophobic the sports oh, culture is and child again you know he ain't the only one you know he ain't the only gay person in a in in sports now child yeah you at all <clears throat> I, I that's a shame all oh, of he us. responded that's so sad he responded and now an ex from 2018 is responding with receipts it's terrible i'm not listening to it right whatever he's doing in his life it's terrible but that's his that's his business and uh it's interesting that that we are having all this compassion for him though yeah i know and i was just saying the way that it's coming out is (laughs) is vile 
It's bad. And mm. yeah. Ciao. <clears throat> anyway, I hope he's okay. I don't really want to talk about this other thing. The DJ Envy thing. Because I don't know enough about it. I don't understand any just, of it. It's, it's, I don't want to get into it. When more, because it's all allegations at this point. When more unfolds, we could talk about it, I guess. I, I will say that Jesus had a good, uh, is that his name? Yeah. Did I finally say it right? Who, Jesus. shout out to him, who is a guest host on The Daily Show yeah. and is doing a good job, but he ripped him up. He went in. He should have. He should have. You know the history between them, no, right? No, what happened? Uh, you don't even understand why. You don't I even knew get there the was joke something, then. but I didn't have the. I didn't. I under- him and Marrow yeah, went yeah. up to yeah went the on the station, show uh-huh. and, and and they thought everything was cool. They it was cordial, whatever. Yeah. And then Envy just started coming for them about some a joke they made on their show that involved his wife. Oh right! And it wasn't even that deep. It was just saying she stayed with them for like money. Oh, because he was cheating on her. And it came out, and then it came out that he wasn't sexually pleasing her. Like, oh god, DJ Envy has so much karma to burn off in this lifetime publicly. So he, right? So he, he made you can just watch it. Just watch DJ. Well, he went in, girl. The way he went in, he probably had so much satisfaction. I loved it. Yeah, that's why he was saying, oh. Yeah, it's not like I've ever showed up to a radio station and he had. And yeah, he, he walked out of the show. It's not like you tried to get. He me walked out, out of the, the show. DJ Envy did. Like it's why would you even start the show if you knew you were gonna do that? Mm. It was weird. And Meryl was like, I remember Jesus handled it really well. And Meryl was like, Are we good? Like we we about to fight? Like just <laughs> what we about to do? Like I'll fuck you up. Well. But it was so corny. And then Charlemagne was clowning Envy. Charlemagne is so. He's such a bad friend. He ain't right. I don't know that man, but he's so mean. I'd be feeling he's sorry for him. He's a cancer. He's just doing the best that he can. Amen. <clears throat> Listen, speaking of fighting and breaking up, I'm invested in this. Nobody else is, but I am. <laughs> Dame Dash, who just keeps on bringing himself into the conversation, revealed that he's willing to have a conversation with Jay-Z to d- resolve their disagreement. I don't know why those men beefed. Apparently it was around the selling of Rockefeller records for $10 million, which had them at odds for years. But Dame said that he is willing to sit down and talk to him, but Jay-Z's never had any accountability in the whole beef. And Memphis Bleak recently went on the um, Drinkers Club. What's that called? I don't know. That podcast where they'd be drinking. Drink smoke- champ. Drink Champ and talked about how pivotal Dame Dash was to Jay-Z's um, trajectory and helping him understand the industry. And uh, I guess I would be happy to see the day that they reconciled like grown men. At least Jay-Z had a conversation because that is such, they were a dynamic duo. And um, I mm-hmm. think Dame deserves it. I don't know nothing about their business. But I think so. How do you think? I, that's just my it. opinion. Am I my unwarranted <laughs> opinion? I'm gonna share it. Jonathan Major's ex girlfriend expected to oh, surrender. I, oh, did you want to talk I more about rest- it? <laughs> Never mind. No, what did you want to say? I, I thought you were disinterested in that. What you think? We not supposed to just report the news now. <laughs> we just read the news. I was sharing my opinion about it. 
What you think? I don't think Jay Z will ever do it. You think Jay Z is corny? I, why? Because mm. I think that. Well, I mean, we have a lot of we have a lot of conflict with Jay Z and 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 a lot of burnt bridges and relationships that ended around business with Jay Z. We have Kanye West. We have whoever the fuck he ended up stabbing. Kanye, I don't think um, that relationship dissolved because of business. That relationship dissolved because Kanye was pissed that he didn't come to his wedding. Mm, I think there was a money thing, too, between them. I never heard that. Yeah, there was something. Jay-Z, he talks about it. He says something. $30 million. He says something. He references some kind of money thing in it, Um, child. Mm. But. I feel like Jay-Z is such a respected figure for young black men and of success, of family, of manhood in a particular way. And it would be really nice to see him um, reconcile in his friendships with, with men, other men that we all love and we all love their friendship and we watch them grow together. We watch them feed each other in particular ways, Kanye and Jay-Z in particular. Um, and I, I don't know, but Jay-Z seemed like he like, you dead to me, nigga. You're dead. I feel like he's the one that's like, uh-uh. Once you're dead, really? you're gone. I ain't got no time for you. But maybe, maybe he's had a lot of, uh, compassion and with Kanye I feel like maybe a little bit di- I mean both of them both Kanye and Dame Dasher seem to be very passionate hot-headed mm-hmm. impulsive beings um, Dame has also said some real messed up stuff about Jay I also that I don't think you go back from I feel like it's very interesting that the woman that Becky with the good hair could have been Dame Dash's ex-wife with Jay-Z really did that? If that was really true, that's crazy, bro. That's crazy Girl, to me. They already said that wasn't her. Oh, God. Because why would they ever say that it was her, Internet? What? <laughs> they already said <laughs> I didn't know you was a gossip girl like this. I I think that is tea. I th- and I think... The tea, too, is the Aaliyah stuff. We just be bypassing oh, that. Oh, gosh. Jay-Z and Dame with Aaliyah. But I think... That Rachel Roy could definitely be Jay-Z's cup of tea. I could see him. Really? Yeah. I think that I I do. I don't think so. Mm-hmm. I do. I think there's a particular <laughs> kind of woman that uh Look listen, I called it. Messy. What's his particular kind of woman? Let's see Jay-Z's dating history. It was Foxy. No. Jay-Z. No, I think women. What you that mean he, no? That I think that he really um he took Foxy seriously. Don't do it. For real? Yeah, that was his. Well, it, nobody was Beyonce. Beyonce Rachel, wasn't Beyonce until she just became Beyonce, child. Corinne Stephens. He dated Rosario Dawson? Rosario has lived a life. You hear me? You know who Rosario Dawson is? I do. Thank you. Oh. Why did you say it like that? <laughs> Why wouldn't I know who Rosario is? Did she date that uh, president? The the Cory president, Booker presidential candidate. I hey, this might not be right. They saying he did Rachel did date Rachel Roy. See, she now. She, 
But this is these websites. If he did that, that's gr- that's like Jay Z. <laughs> wow, bro, no, that's wild to me. Anyway, no, he didn't. We don't know nothing about them. Keep my name out your mouth. I'm sorry, Beyonce. The only person that matters is Beyonce. So that's it. Continue. Um, this doesn't matter, but this tickles me. Candace Owens has a lot of affection for Carly Russell, apparently. The girl, young girl. Stop. <laughs> Why would you say a lot of affection? She does. She says that she thinks about her every day. And you want to know what she thinks about every day? Where was Carly Russell during those 48 hours she went missing? She often wonders this. And she recently went on her podcast asking this question. She said, where was Carly Russell for those 48 hours that she was missing? Where was she? We still don't know. And that's why I think about it every single day. And she wants to pay the $18,000 restitution that Carly Russell has now been fined with as a, as a uh, consequence of her actions. If she tells her where she was at for those 48 hours, which I just. <laughs> you know that that's not, you know that she really just wants that because she wants to portray black women as liars and folks who would who, no, she, who she, fake. She said that she <laughs> w- wants to go see her. She says she has affection for her, that she's going to go visit her if she does yes, have to do Candace jail time. Owens only just wants. To, yes, to use her as a pawn to further her own agenda. Whatever. Carly Russell, I think we all feel, is not the best representation of us. Well, I don't know. Apparently, you and know so Car- Candace own, Owens' own. whole mind and attentions. I don't know. Either way. Yo, you get on my <laughs> nerves today. <laughs> you, we you don't, don't know, know about-, about Candace Owens. <laughs> Okay, apparently we that. can't know what's going on with Jay-Z and them, but we got to know exactly what's going on with Candace Owens. Do you know who Candace Owens I is? do, but I don't, why can't Candace have affection for the girl? God, girl, that is, that's a lot. That's a lot. I, okay. I, I think that, that that tickles me and that yeah, she Candace will pay Owens her. Candace Owens is worried about Carly Russell. She said, where that's was it. she? She's worried about the 48 hours. No, she where wasn't. Where were you and what were <laughs> you doing? She's being an asshole. And I'll pay you <laughs> the money if you just tell us where you was at. Because what were you yeah, doing? Give me this interviews, and so all the white folks can see how you lied and, why, and where you lied. Well, Carly Child. probably ain't going to. Carly's. People are probably advising her not to do it, similar to what you said. She probably wouldn't be the best look, but that was crazy to me. <laughs> well, didn't know that I'd be ending the podcast with <laughs> Candace Owens' affection, but here we are. <laughs> and Carly Russell, not those two. Never thought I would put their names together in a sentence. All right, y'all. Thank you so much for right. listening. No, we're supposed to say goodnight to each other like we're on the phone. Somebody called and said that they really liked that. When it sounds like we're like it's we're ending a phone call with friends. Is that how we have to end every episode now? I don't dictate things. Can we just try it? I actually don't want to do it now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you. And bye, Internet. I'll call you later. <laughs> That's not. No, I'm gonna call you later. Let's call Amanda on a three way. All we did last time was okay. Bye, bye. I love you. You were like, love you too. (laughs) Just hung up. Oh.
You don't have to say, I'll call you later. <laughs> call you back. <laughs> Somebody on my line, I'm going to call you back. <laughs> Get my food downstairs. All right, bye. <laughs> you have just heard an Around Away Curls John. Follow them on Twitter at ATW Curls and Instagram at Around Away Curls. We out early. <laughs> Very good.